You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of RedPeachSports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group One with the studio in West Monroe. That was a busy uh, 7 o'clock hour. A lot going on. A whole lot going on. Yeah. We missed uh, Gus Cattengill uh, last week. We certainly enjoyed catching up with him this morning. What up, bud? How are you? Good. I got a couple uh, oddball questions to ask you before we get this thing started. I missed you last week, and, of course, I went down to New Orleans the, the week before. I was down there for the Endemian Ball. I got to ask you, I, I've never been a big parade guy, but that can certainly change my whole perception of parades down there. What is the best parade that you don't miss year in and year out down in the New Orleans area? Um, I mean, it's simple. I mean, obviously, it's the one that I, I've ridden in. <laughs> um, if I'm in town, uh, this past season, obviously, I've, uh, this past weekend or two weekends ago, I was on the road at Cincinnati, but it's in Dimian, man. I mean, it's mm. to me, it's just uh, there, there's nothing about it, man, that – it just isn't exactly. I mean, I know a lot of people love Sunday. Sunday is kind of an all-day thing on the parade ride on St. Charles Avenue. I mean, I love Toes. I know some friends that are in that as well. Um, then you got the Super Crew, obviously, of Bacchus late at night. But um, the, the floats are smaller, and you don't have as many crew members. And I, I think the thing that I love about Endymion is it's 2,700. Um, and just the float that I'm normally on, which is the, the big steamboat, it's three floats together counted as one and i think it's something like 175 people that is on so i mean you have crews you know that um that are maybe 300 big so you know when when you think of it from that I mean, we have floats like like that like i said i have over 100 people stuff ours is 75 um i think it's not more um I, and i know just on on our section i mean it's insane and you know just we're all kind of known for the throws in terms of the amount, um, and, and it's nuts. I mean, if you know, if every single one of us has throws as high as the float can can allow you to, to sit on top of without falling off, which is what we do, and all of us are, are riding that way, it's just it's crazy because you have to stack and be ready for the dome. So um, it, it's I look to me. The lights, the fiber optics, the amount of floats, and each single float is a double float. We don't, I think, other than the captain's float uh, and the grand marshal floats, the only single float. So, you know, float four is actually two floats. Float 17 is two floats or more. So, to me, it's endymion, man. I just, the uptown route, something different, it's special. And um, it's, to me, it's, it's the parade, man. All right, Gus, one other thing. So I've heard if you get an opportunity to ride in one of these parades, you should consider mm-hmm. almost like a bucket list thing. Would you consider that? To, to ride in Endymion? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, and, and if, you're, if you want to do it like uh, with your wife or something, I'd say Orpheus, which is, okay. you know, uh, a super crew that rides on Monday with Harry Connick Jr., and um, that's a gorgeous parade. I mean, that, the floats are awesome. It's almost like very Rose Bowl-esque. You know, their, their themes as flowers all along the uh, on the floats, the three-dimensional sort of fiber optics as well. So, I mean, the, the three super crews to me, dude, it's Demi and Orpheus, Bacchus all there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for sure, if you're 
I mean, you, you definitely have to do it. And the reason why I say that is because just, A, the sheer volume of the parade, the extravaganza in the dome, you do the coronation ball. I mean, you, we get two balls, right? So um, it's just, yeah, doing Damien first, I'd say Orpheus, if you want to bring your, your wife around so she can, you know, be a part of it as well. And both of y'all can knock it out at the same time. Um, it, it's, it's fun. I mean, it, to me, it's just, uh, it's definitely something you have to do once you, you can't describe it. It goes by fast. If it makes any sense to you. Um, it's an all day thing and it's just, uh, it, it's cool. And if you're blessed to have a, a great day, um, like my first year I rode, it was about 65, not a cloud in the sky. I mean, it's, you, you don't see pavement, you know, when you go down canal street, when you take the right on Carrollton, on the way to Canal, you just you don't see pavement all the way across the other side, just people everywhere. When you turn down St. Charles Avenue off of Canal Street, it's like a tinker tape parade where you got people outside the windows above you in the buildings. You approach Lee Circle. I mean, it's just it's great. And you get in the dome, and it's just like nothing you'll ever see. I mean, Bacchus, Orpheus, the other ones are great. You go into the um, the convention center for their ball, but going into the Superdome, it's pretty. It's pretty special. That parade report brought to you by uh, Bud Light. I have one follow-up <laughs> question. When the Saints had their championship parade, how were those mm-hmm. crowds compared to a uh, Mardi Gras parade? Dude, they said it was about a million people. I mean, mm. they said it was about a million people altogether. And, and, and what was nuts is um, I not only believe that, but the route was substantially shorter. I mean, when you're looking at if I would have said a million people on Mardi Gras Day for the uptown for, for downtown New Orleans, let's call it. Yeah. Um, you know, the trucks start on Napoleon, which is closer to, like, Tulane's campus, let's call it, right? It ought to have been part mm-hmm. Tulane campus. And it all ends at the end of Canal Street. So that's that's about, you know, eight, nine miles. I rode in Toth one year, and it's a 12-mile track. But they start literally by the zoo. So it, it's a little further down than Napoleon. But that's about it. And... I want to say the same Super Bowl parade was a mile. <laughs> so, wow. It started at the Dome, and it ended uh, at the end of Poydras, I think, or maybe even yeah. went to Canal Street. It wasn't a very big route. I mean, it, it came down Poydras, went in front of the Hyatt right there in Loyola, went down um, to Lee Circle, up St. Charles Avenue, I think to Canal Street, and ended there. So it was, it was not a very long route. So when you saw – I remember – it took us about an hour and a half to get out from downtown. Um, and I've, I mean, it's not that long during a regular parade route, but um, I remember the crowds and I remember it was cold, 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 man. But uh, it was nuts because it felt like a Mardi Gras day parade. And it was just nuts because it was just Saints fans galore. When I'm like, I can't believe we're actually going to see, you know, Super Bowl parade. And I mean, mm. I was a fan. I was a New Orleanian that day, dude, when you're sitting there and, you know, the very – and what was cool was the super crews of Endymion, Orpheus, and Bacchus lent their signature floats for the Saints players. So the Proud Mary, which is a big train um, float off of Orpheus, that's where the Super Bowl trophy was on with Sean Payton. So it was all these signature floats that you're used to seeing during carnival time. Um and that's where the Saints players were on, which made it, I thought, even more special. Like Garrett Hartley was on the Muse's shoe float, you know, because that's what they're known for, their shoe. they got this gigantic high heel shoe, and he's in there. So, I mean, it, it, it was kind of cool to see the players in signature floats. So 
Uh, but yeah, man, there's nothing like seeing, you know, the the trophy in a in a Mardi Gras parade. It's very unique. Mm, good stuff, uh, Gus. Couple of questions here. Two part question here. What do you make of the report from uh, Mike Florio saying the Jets may be willing to offer Kirk Cousins 150 million or so, and a lot of that, if not all of it, being guaranteed? Second part. What does that mean with the negotiations with Drew Brees? I, I again, I think sort of like with the other. Um, quarterbacks that are signing everywhere, I, I don't think it has that much bearing. And the reason what I say that is that it, it's not the same comparison, right? Kirk Cousins got a few more years left. Or some of these other younger quarterbacks got a few more years left. And they're younger than Drew Brees. I, I think we all agree probably Drew, um, two, maybe three. And is it at the peak elite level of, of that? Um, for those franchises, whether it's the Browns or the Jets or these other quarter or other teams that are considering trying to go after Cousins, would, you're, you're probably going to build around, right? And I'm not saying you wouldn't build around Drew Brees, but is he the, the building foundational piece? We're talking about that after the, the Super Bowl um, and even after the season. I mean, right now, right, the foundational pieces, as you saw in the Pro Bowl when Mark Ingram stole the Instagram account for the Saints, and took pictures and everything. It's, it's him. It's him. It's Lattimore. It's Thomas. Um, you know, you can throw in Cam Jordan, who's still young too, as well. So that's my point. It's like to me, the same foundational pieces are still that. Now, I, I'm not saying that Drew's not a foundational piece. You still need a quarterback, and he's still good, and he's still the leader of this team. But the face of the team is starting to change. And I think when you're looking at hundred plus million dollar deals or quarterback staff or stuff like, they are the face of the team. I'm not saying Drew isn't, but wouldn't you agree it's starting to transition to where the promos next season or in two years from now will be Alvin Kamara and the Saints take on the – you know what I'm getting at? So I mean, it's, it's just different, whereas right now it's the Saints and Drew Brees take on the Falcons. I mean, it's just it's a little different. I think it's transitioning towards maybe other players. So I don't think it's any bearing. Um, aside from the fact you've had Drew, Sean, Mickey – all come out and say they're going to get it done. Uh, the, we all know the deadline. It's March 14th. The Saints can save money by doing it by March 14th. Drew said March 14th, so he understands it. Um, so I still think, you know, I'm going to go with the original two years, 25. I think it'll probably be somewhere between 23 and 25 for two years. Uh, it would make sense to me from that standpoint. He can hold them, quote, unquote, hostage. He does have leverage. I've seen a couple of stories the last several days on that. I just I don't see it, aside from the fact that Drew says he's not doing it. And Drew's a guy that's never really talked about figures or timetables in the past. This year he has. And if he says publicly, I'm not going to use leverage, then he's not. You know what I'm saying? I just, I, I don't, you have to take him for his work because he's always just said his work. Gus, we want to hear more on ESPN 100.3. What do we need to do? Uh, tune us in on TuneIn Radio, the free app. Uh, I'm on 12 to 3 each and every day, and um, I'm sure we'll have a few topics to talk about today. You can also tweet at us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Follow me on Twitter at GCAT underscore 17, and I appreciate it. As always, appreciate the time, Gus. Thank you, man.
Sorry, I got uh, distracted on the parade stuff. Yeah, you really did. I got distracted as well. I went down a dark hole on Twitter uh-uh. just searching Canizaro. <laughs> <laughs> and none of it you can report. None of it. None <laughs> of it I can talk about. But I do. I did find a couple of – or one interesting thing I can talk about. I'll talk about it in the next segment. Oh, what a tease by yeah. Jake Martin over here. Yeah. It's not that good. It's not that juicy. <laughs> but it's kind of funny. That's all I can say. Eric Cockle joins us at the bottom of the hour for a Louisiana Tech report. The morning drive back after this. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price, for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty. You earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. Don't get blindsided by health care costs. Call Vantage Health Plan today. We've teamed up with a network of local providers in order to provide better health care to our area. Vantage crushes the competition with affordable plans. Find out more information on how to join our winning team. Call Vantage Health Plan today at 1-888-823-1910 or go online to VantageHealthPlan.com. Even if you're a big-time basketball fan, there might be a few facts about the game you don't know. Like, did you know the first hoops were actually peach baskets? Or that a warm basketball is bouncier than a cold one? Or that players can run as much as four miles during a game? Well, here's another fact that you might not know. It's actually really helpful when you buy a car. True Car also helps you get used cars. That's right. True Car isn't just for buying new cars. Don't get me wrong. They're great for that. With their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars, you enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience, whether you buy new or used. And with True Car, users can see what others paid. So you know if you're getting a good deal before you even buy the car. They're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with True Car certified dealers. So when you're ready to buy a new or a used car, Check out True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. All right, Jake, you teased it. What you got? All right. Uh, so I, don't, I hope it's worth the wait. Probably <laughs> not. It's probably not, to be honest with you. No, well, I, we only waited two minutes. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, that busy. That's true. Uh, so if you search Kenneth Arrow on, on Twitter, you can find a lot of stuff out. Most of it, I wouldn't believe until, you know, it's actually confirmed. Anyway, I found this story from For Whom the Bell, Cowbell Tolls, which is an SB Nation Mississippi State website. And at 12.51, Aaron, have you ever done anything and just instantly regretted it? Or not instantly, but a couple hours said, oh, I missed the mark on that one. Uh-huh. So this is from For Whom the Carbell Tolls. This is at 12.51 p.m., so this is before everything happened. The the tweet says, despite being swept this past weekend, Andy Canizero is the guy to turn this team in the right direction. And the headline reads, I would fight and die in the trenches with Andy Canizero. Would hmm. you still fight and die in the <laughs> trenches with him? Because now's the time to do so. I was misquoted. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I meant. Yeah. 
I just thought that was funny. I had to read that. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, if you haven't heard the news now, Mississippi State's baseball coach expected to be out, Annie Canizaro, as uh, the Bulldogs head baseball coach. The school hasn't confirmed the dismissal just yet, but it is expected to happen uh, uh, later this morning. It was first reported by 247 Sports. He's only been on the job for literally a year and uh, three games. He leaves with a 40-30 and 30 record. They opened up the season by being swept at Southern Miss, but this isn't about wins or losses. Obviously, it's about something else. Obviously, and maybe connects to something else, but we'll just leave it there. Um, now, before we get to your Winter Olympic Minute, which we're all, we've all been waiting for, they already did it. They ran it at the top of the show. I love it. They're doing it at 8 o'clock now. Fox Sports is biting yeah, off stole us. stole our idea. I know. They actually have a correspondent, and, and they actually do real news with it. Well, guess what? Their segment isn't half as good as ours. <laughs> so we'll get to that in a minute. Now, I want to do a quick plug, talk about this poll again, for Top 10 Thursday. Now, I've already given out four. You can go vote now, and it's a tight race, by the way. Uh, the best dunks in the dunk contest is actually leading right now with 32%. Um, so if you if you think about greatest you know dunks in an all-star dunk contest, some that come to mind, uh, Jason Richardson, some of his dunks. You remember he's I think he's I feel like he's the forgotten one. You know, a lot of people remember of course MJ and and uh, Dominique Wilkins and and Spud Webb. But Jason Richardson had some good dunks. I think he would he would definitely crack the list. Uh, Vince Carter, you know he he might even went he might even be at the top of the list with some of his dunks. Uh, and I already mentioned Jordan and, and Dominique Wilkins. And you think Spud Webb would be number one, no doubt, without a doubt, without a doubt. Okay, well they're leading so right. What do they have to do to vote? You have to get on the Twitter. Go to Morning Drive nine seven seven. There it will be retweeted from my personal account, so you can just click on it and vote. Uh, AJ asked why the dismissal, as we said, has not been reported yet. And it may be reported, though, later today because if they fire him with cause, they're going to have to uh, reveal what reason yep. was. Yes. So keep, stay tuned because I think it's going to come out pretty soon. Uh, I want to give out the other topics that are up for votes best radio calls mm. like auburn kick six yeah. that's the most recent i think that cracks the list that's i love that call i really do um the band is on the field yeah. uh the giant michaels do you believe in miracles do you believe in miracles the giants win the pennant mm. just a lot of good stuff to work with there um and the last two best college basketball traditions like hey you suck from maryland it's good stuff uh Rock Chalk Jayhawk, uh, Silent Night game, the Division Two school where they're completely silent for the, until the, that school scores the 10th point and they just go crazy. That's awesome. And last but not least, the best baseball rain delay moments. Um, we've had the Pac-Man versus Mayweather uh, little skit back in the day. We've had hunting shenanigans, bowling, WWE wrestling matches. And so forth. I think those are four really good topics. You 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 don't seem pumped about any of them outside of the best radio calls, <laughs> which really has me disappointed. It's like turning something into the teacher and saying like I'm really <laughs> proud of this project, and 
you don't like it near as much as. I'm just thinking how some of them are going to be difficult Dude, to come up with. We today. just did. We just. All right. Can we can we admit something on uh, air? Uh, that worst radio calls. Uh, we had to BS that thing. Uh, <laughs> we had to BS that thing. That we couldn't find anything on it. I think we still made a pretty good segment out of it. But uh, listen, that was that was difficult. None of these are going to be as difficult as that. All right. 888-993-7762. All right, I uh, had a couple candidates for the Olympic uh, moment, an Olympic minute for today. Uh, the, the curler that was drug tested and failed. Now that. That is sad. <laughs> <laughs> PEDs are in curling now. <laughs> but I think this one may take it. All right, I'm just going to read. i got to make sure I credit who wrote this. Uh, this is a Stuff magazine. Will Graves wrote this, so i got to give him credit. The words left Liz Swaney's lips without... An ounce of irony, no telling, curl of the lips, no wink, nothing. She meant them all, all of them. Her quote, I didn't qualify for the finals, so I'm really disappointed. She seemed surprised, even though her score of 31.40 was more than 40 points behind so-and-so, who had the lowest of the 12 skiers, to move on to the medal round. She was competing in the half pipe in her run, she only got to enter because they did not have enough participants to fill out the field. She did do she did not do one trick during her routine. She barely uh, caught any air throughout her routine. <laughs> she didn't even catch air. Is that it? Is that your Olympic uh, minute? I'm telling you, I'm going to have to go get a new glasses. Now I can barely read again. You're getting what, so old. What is going on here? Uh, half point pipe is judged on a 100-point scale. She has yet to break 40 in a competition. Come on, man. I really talked up our yeah, Olympic this segment. Olympic moment wasn't it. But you need to see the video. This is a, They got one action shot over there, and I do see a little air between her skis and the pipe. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That'd be like me going and <laughs> learning for the first time going to ski school. Uh, gives you hope. And then say, hey, you're competing later this afternoon. You did learn the, 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 the child's thing really really fast, didn't you? Yeah. you what did they call it, the bunny hills? Yeah, they, they taught you how to stop but didn't tell you how to turn to go down a mountain. But you were you were way ahead of, of everyone. Well, yeah, my class is a bunch of idiots <laughs> with no <laughs> athletic ability. All right, there's your Olympic moment for today. Uh, a couple of headlines if you didn't join us at the top of the show, and most of you I know you can't listen for the entire show. Uh, the biggest news, of course, Mississippi State's head baseball coach expected to be out. Big high school baseball game yesterday with uh, OCS taking care of West Monroe 6-2. to two. You heard from John Parker during the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, Neville with a big win out at Louisiana Tech, knocking off Bird 4-3. to three. That featured a Cole Clary walk-off hit. Uh, Washita looks like they're back to their championship form after one game. They knock off uh, Sterlington knocks off Washita nine to four. How about Travis Munnings coming off a big week last week against Georgia State and Georgia Southern? Coach Keith Richard at the time said, "I wish we could add co-players of the week with him and Sam McDaniel." Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? This week Munnings is the player yeah. of the week in the Sun Belt Conference for averaging 21 points and six rebounds per game. Yeah, so cool to see them get it back-to-back. -back. Also, uh, had some girls' basketball playoffs last night. Washita won a squeaker 40-39, to held on to beat number 13, Southwood. 
20 teams started the uh, air, 20 area teams started uh, last night. We still have 12 allow, uh, alive on the girls' side. Boys brackets released yesterday. I believe 40 in all will start the postseason from North Louisiana. Is that all? I think that's all. Yes. Yes. Good deal. Also, well, your boy Kirk Cousins, too, getting that major payday. It, it seems some reports that he'll be uh, the first $150 million man, uh, five-year five year deal. So he, he's looking to make some bank. We got plenty of uh, college baseball today with uh, home openers for the Diamond Dogs. They will square off against McNeese at 6 o'clock. How about Grambling with a doubleheader versus Wiley? First pitch slated for 1 o'clock out there. ULM back at Warhawk Field. They will square off against Northwestern State tonight at 6 o'clock. LSU can, will have the day off before uh, they square off against New Orleans in the box tomorrow. Let's take a timeout. Coming up next, you'll hear from uh, Eric Conkle, our Louisiana Tech Report, coming up after the break. Growth, efficiency, professionalism, qualified staff. It's what all healthcare facilities are aspiring for, and that is what we do. Legacy Rehabilitation, offering physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for a wide variety of healthcare facilities, including acute care hospitals, inpatient rehab, long term care facilities, and outpatient therapy clinics. Whether you have staffing, management, or consulting needs, Legacy is awaiting your call. Call 318 255 5980 for more information or visit legacyrehab.net. Legacy Rehabilitation. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road car king. Lincoln Parish 4-H takes special pride in our organization's role in developing Louisiana's youth. Volunteers in the 4-H organization have touched the lives of thousands of 4-H youth by helping them learn new skills and provide service in their community. Find out how you can change a young person's life by becoming a 4-H volunteer. Call 318-251-5134. That's 318-251-5134. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe. Welcome back to the show. Today's Louisiana Tech Report brought to you by Legacy Rehab. They offer physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for many of our local health care facilities. Whether it's sports medicine, pediatrics, or chronic pain management, Legacy covers it all. Serving locations in Ruston, Monroe, Bastor, Farmerville, Bernice, Minden, and South Arkansas. Call 255-5980 for more information. That is Legacy Rehab. We always look forward to catching up with the Dunkin' Dogs head coach, Eric Conkle. He joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. How are you doing this morning, Coach? Doing well, Aaron. Thank you. How are you? 
Good. Coach, it feels weird to say this. Only, what, uh, three regular season games uh, remaining. Does it feel like the season has flown by? It has, and I, I think it always does. I mean, to, to think that we're, we've are we already finished up our home schedule here at the Thomas Assembly Center, is uh, it just doesn't seem right. But we've got three road games left in the regular season before the conference tournament. We've got a lot to, uh, lot to get better at, a lot to work for, and, and uh, I know we're excited about practice today. Before we look ahead to, of course, uh, the matchups you have remaining, including the, the two big ones uh, this week, uh, or the one big one, we, we talked about what happened uh, last week. And it started uh, Thursday against a rival of yours, UAB. Uh, how heated does this thing get leading into a matchup against the Blazers? Yeah, you know, our, our games with UAB are always uh, highly competitive. Uh, there's a lot of motion in it. Our, our teams have been at the top of the standings last several years and played in conference tournaments and um, just in, in really uh, high-pressure moments. And they've had some great games. So there's just a, a lot of history between our two programs right now. And um, Thursday night's game was no different, just two teams going at each other, and, and we were fortunate to be able to come away with it in the end. We looked like we were going to have a game that was going to go right down to the wire. They tie things up, I believe, 47 all with 10.52 to go. You call a timeout. Take us into the huddle. What was your message to the team at that point? Well, at that moment, we had had a lead and, and really let that lead slip. Um, made some plays, I thought, just some careless errors. Uh, challenged the team, and I was really proud of our guys. There was a moment where they could have really just dropped their heads and said, you know, this, maybe it's just not our night. You know, we've, we've given up the lead and not playing very well at the moment, but came out of that timeout, hit two threes, went on an 8-0 run, and really took control of the basketball game and did so for the next 10 minutes and extended that lead and, and really finished strong. So I was proud of our guys for just the way they responded to that adversity. Yeah, after that timeout, you guys go on a 9-2 run. You end up winning a 73-60, to taking care of UAB. And of course, the game highlighted or ended on some uh, sensational dunks. As a coach, when you're on the sidelines and you're watching some of those dunks, uh, what kind of relief is that to see your players come through like that? Well, it's, it's a lot of fun, and, uh, you know, you want to see your guys playing really, really hard, exhausting themselves, and I think there's no greater feeling than exhaustion And when you're really getting after it like that, and I thought our guys really left it out on the floor, um, got contributions, really positive contributions from so many guys, uh, different combinations to extend the lead, seal the game at the end, and, and play some really good basketball. Leads into Saturday's game, and it was going to be a tough matchup against the Middle Tennessee, the best team in the conference, and the number of magnificent players that they have. Uh, your biggest takeaways from that 80-70 to uh, 70 loss? Well, I think the biggest takeaway is that, that, that we can play, and we had moments in that game where we really competed, where we were successful in a lot of things that we tried to do. We just needed to string together those moments over and over again. Uh, you got to get a lot of credit to Middle Tennessee. They, you know, they played like the first place team in our league. Um, they were just voted 24th in the country. Um, they've got a lot of uh, seniors, uh, upperclassmen that have been playing for a while, and uh, they don't beat themselves. And we were able to create some actions that that kept us in the game. Um, we were in a six point game there late in the second half, and they just they found ways to extend it. And that's that's been who they are. Um, they just make some winning plays and just keep you at arm's length. Um, but it's a great test to our team 
of what we need to do to get better and what we need to do to compete with the first-place team in our league. So if we do see them again, we're, we're prepared again. It's hard to beat a team that only missed, what, one free throw on the night of uh, 22 attempts. But the fact that they had 18 offensive rebounds, was that the glaring stat that stood out the most to you? Oh, without question. You know, we, we knew that we were going to need to turn them over, and we did. And that was a way for us to, to finish plays. But rebounding is, is, is so important against them. They're, they're the number one rebounding team, both offensively and defensively, in our league. And that showed the other night. They're physical. They pursue it. They, they really uh, climb all over the backboards to go get that basketball. And any shot that they do miss, they get a, another shot at the basket. And, and they were really connecting from their outside shots as well. And when they're making threes like that at multiple positions, they're really tough to beat. Uh, final regular season home game for your two seniors, uh, Boykins and White. How nice was it to see them uh, get some attention, some well-deserved attention and love from the Bulldog fans? Yeah, it's special, and um, you know I'm going to really miss these two guys. They, uh, you know, we've got a lot of season left, but um, really, this is such a special place with the connection between our fans, our community, our team, and uh, we had our best crowd of the year. Uh, the ovation that Jacoby and Janai got before the game, at the end of the game, and then, as you know, Aaron, the the camaraderie and the connection that people have when the game is over, coming down onto the court, spending time with the players. Uh, being able to talk and so forth. Um, our fans have seen these guys grow up from young freshmen now to seniors. It, it feels like just a, a flash in time, but uh, the connection that our, our guys have to our community, it's, it's special. It's not like that everywhere, and um, I know our guys appreciate it very much. Coach Conkle, I know you want another opportunity at Middle Tennessee. You look at the Blue Raiders now, 22-5 and overall, 14-1 and in conference play. You mentioned a minute ago that they're now ranked 24th in the country. You certainly have to feel that their resume, if they don't win the, the tournament, and hopefully you guys do, that they could get in that large bid. Absolutely. Um, I think, you know, and being ranked in the top 25 says an awful lot. Um, but our, our conference is as strong as it's been since Louisiana Tech's been in Conference USA. We're the 12th-rated conference in, in the country. Um, we've got several teams in the top 100. Um, we've got, in Middle Tennessee's case, they played, I know, the, the fourth-best conference non-conference schedule in the country. So they've mm -hmm. tested themselves, and they're getting a lot of tests here in Conference USA. So I think without a question, uh, considering if they, they keep going the way they're going, and, I, and there's no reason um, not to think that they'll do that, that they should be called on Selection Sunday should they not win the conference tournament. You mentioned that your home games at the Thomas Assembly Center have wrapped up for the regular season. You finished the year with uh, three road games, including uh, one at UTEP on Thursday. It's been a roller coaster ride for the Miners this season. What are you anticipating from them on Thursday? Well, I first anticipate a great effort. They, um, you know, they, they won at Charlotte, um, really, really got uh, on, on the wrong side of the game on, against Old Dominion. Old Dominion's playing very good basketball um, on Saturday. And uh, you know, I expect them to be excited to be at home and ready to play. They, they've got some upperclassmen that are, um, you know, very, very strong players and looking forward to getting their season going. Uh, they're battling for a spot in the conference tournament. So I just know we're going to get a great effort on Thursday. We've got to be prepared for that. We had a, a good game with them here at home. And so we're going to have to be ready to go on Thursday. Coach, with only just three games left in the regular season, it's all about kind of getting ready for this uh, postseason tournament. 
what aspects of your game do you need to continue to work on for the final three regular season games of the year? For us, Aaron, we're we're just really trying to get more and more consistent defensively. And you know, on the on the days that we're defending well, we're making people miss, and we're finishing plays with either a, a turnover or a rebound. Um, you know, we're pretty good. Uh, on the days that we're not, you know, it really puts a, a strain on our offense. Um, we're just, you know, yesterday we worked completely on defense, did some skill development offensively, but our, our core defensive principles, fundamentals, and just trying to get more and more consistent. Um, we're smaller than most teams in the front court right now, but using our speed, using some tenacity, uh, those are the types of things we're working on, just getting more consistent with uh, different coverages and, and so forth so that we can, you know, go on the road and uh, you got to be able to travel with defense, and that's really what we're working on. Coach, as always, we appreciate the time. Good luck on the road this week uh, against uh, UTEP and then UTSA. Thank you, Aaron. Appreciate you. You bet. Eric Conklin, Louisiana Tech's head basketball coach. Uh, UTEP, the Miners, on uh, Thursday, 8 o'clock tip, and then uh, UTSA on Saturday, 7 o'clock tip, and then they'll close out the regular season versus Southern Miss. Guess I need to turn your mic on. Yeah, that would always help. Uh, we do have some uh, hoops tonight, correct? We do have some hoops tonight. I know what you're getting to. No. LSU is hosting Vanderbilt, right. a team they lost to mm-hmm. earlier this year, mm-hmm. but a team that they are actually ranked ahead in the SEC standings, a team that many feel LSU can beat, a team that if they do beat, if they go on to beat the other teams that they're ranked ahead, they only got four regular season games left, including this one, they could put themselves in a, in a pretty nice position as you grin at me. Listen. The reality of it is, is it a long shot? Yes. It's a long shot. But there's a chance. There's a chance. There's a small chance. If they if they win out in the regular season and win a couple of games at the SEC tournament, seven wins against top 50 teams will give them a chance. And that's all I'm saying. That's, that's all the point I'm trying to make. And for those of us who, who look at the remaining schedule and look ahead, when you're at a press conference, you might feel compelled to ask, well, wait about this scenario. And somebody did yesterday, correct? Somebody did yesterday, and Will Wade had a classic response. What are you talking about, postseason? Oh, hell no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. We worry about that today. Look, I've been on that bubble a lot at different places I've been, so, um, you know. About the most I'll tell them is I'm the expert. You just listen to me. Don't listen to what anybody else has to say. They don't know. So you listen to me, and I'll let you know what you need to know. But we worry about being um, uh, being the best we can be today. we got to beat Vanderbilt today with our preparation to give ourselves a chance to beat Vanderbilt tomorrow when it's game day. So we need to prepare the right way today. But we're miles away from worrying about that junk. Um, but we need to. Prepare well today and, and play play as hard as we can today in practice to give ourselves a chance to play well against Vandy tomorrow. We'll see. We talked yesterday. I mean, I showed them film yesterday. We made plenty of mistakes. So it's not like we were unbelievably attentive to every detail. Or, you know, it's not like we just flat out just played phenomenally. So we still got a lot of things we need to um, we need to improve on if we're going to have a strong into the uh, into the season here. But.
You, you know the first they, part was classic. Yeah. The back part was all coach talk. But this is going to be way before your time. Tabor might understand it. Yeah, Arnold telling Willis, "What you talking about, Willis?" Yeah, different stroke. That's yeah. what, he's like. What postseason? <laughs> well, see, that was like the anti Jim Moore playoffs because Jim Moore was so high. We'll wait just down by like postseason. No, 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 no. That was good. That was a good little sound clip from Will Wade. Yeah, he just squashed you, Jake, right there. He's the expert, yeah. right? Yeah. They're gonna listen to him. Well, he knows four and zero. Listen, I think there's a chance. Yeah. One and three. If they they have to win games in the SEC tournament, though, if they went out and then lose the, if the in the very first round of the SEC tournament, then no. they got y'all fired up because of the performance against Missouri. It's not about being fired up, and it's not about it's about looking at it realistically and going, yeah, there's there's a lot of bad losses. They really should yeah. be out of it, yeah. but they've got their resume for wins. Yeah, the could, seven wins against teams in the 50. top fifty that can match up literally against anybody. Yeah. You can combine Duke and Kentucky's top 50 wins, and it's still less than LSU's. Play Grambling in Alexandria. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think we got one more soundbite from uh, Will Wade just on the matchup tonight versus uh, Vandy. Won't be as colorful as that one. All right. Well, we're getting ready for Vandy. Um, uh, they were more aggressive than us in the first game. That really hurt us. They, were, they, they they shot 30 free throws. We shot 21. They made 20 free throws. We made 13. We were 13 of 21. They were 20 of 30. So they were much more aggressive than us um, getting uh, in the paint. Obviously, Roberson is a major issue for us, a, a uh, versatile four-man who can shoot, can pass, can score in the post. Roberson and Lachance had, uh, I believe, 46 of their 77 against us the first time. So they um, they clubbed us pretty good. Um, so we're going to need to play uh, quite a bit better to give ourselves a chance this, this next time here. Um, and hopefully we'll play uh, more aggressive and drive the ball and get to, uh, get to the foul line a little bit better than we did the first time against them. <laughs> you, you know how much he pays attention to the details? He had his team change their pregame handshake warm-ups. When they, when their their intros, uh, he had them change their intros for the Missouri game, and it worked. Uh, so you getting paid to watch this tonight? Yes. All right. We'll get a full report from uh, Jake tomorrow. He'll be crushed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Postseason? No. <laughs> what? No, no, Postseason? No, no, no. I'm going to put that on a loop. 20 ahead. seconds. That's a good, boom, boom. Yeah. That'd be good. Well, when you make the new parting shots, yeah. which will never happen, <laughs> you can include that one as well. 888-993-7762. Talking of uh, parting shots, that's coming up after the break. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, SUVs, the king of the road car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road car king. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero and my father is Jeff Guerrero. 
He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. The Morning Drive, sponsored by BOR. Bank of Ruston, now in Monroe. Your investment property, business, and home loan specialist. Come see BOR at our new location, 2450 Tower Drive in Monroe. Or call us at 812-BANK. BOR, we are your Monroe Banking Center. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hi, I'm Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser. Louisiana is more than just a place to visit. It's our way of life, and that means being outdoors. Join the nearly 2 million people who camped, bike, paddled, and hiked our state parks last year as we invite you to do the same. Every corner of Louisiana has something to offer, from the world-class fishing at Toledo Bend to paddling at Fountainwood to exploring the ancient mounds at Poverty Point World Heritage Site. So fill up your car and staycation right here in our home, Louisiana. Good morning. Here's the latest weather conditions for our area. Mostly cloudy skies with a slight chance of rain in the forecast for today with a high of 82 degrees. Mostly cloudy with a 50% chance of rain on tonight, a low 66. Showers and thunderstorms in the forecast for tomorrow with a high of 71 degrees. Now, let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. All right, Jake, let's end with a bang. It is parting shots on the morning drive. I started when we didn't have computers, we didn't have cell phones, we didn't have any of that garbage. You do what everybody else in the media does, just creates and throw it on the wall and see what sticks. have something to ask. Just like this, let's do it. That's where'd that come from? I never said that. Nobody in this building ever said that. So where'd you come up with that? Just, you know, had a dream about it or what? But see, it's real easy when you're not in the business, when you've never played the game, when you don't understand truly what the game is. And that's, to me, that's chicken. Old Petty, firing bombs. We miss Old Petty. All right. Uh, by the way, ULM Baseball taking on uh, Northwestern State at home today, uh, tonight at 6 o'clock. Just looking last year, uh, Northwestern State came into Warhawk Field and handed uh, the Warhawks an 11-2 to loss. And then uh, the following night, ULM went down there to square off against the Demons and lost 5-4. to four. By the way, I feel like somebody brought a cat in because my allergies are uh, – if, if my voice goes out – I'm, I'm dealing with some allergy issues right now. That's just me. I didn't shower this morning. Oh, okay. Well, good. How, how lucky am I? <laughs> uh, so I've got a couple things, a couple kind of funny things. Stephen Adams, uh, the, the center for the Oklahoma City Thunder, um, three years ago, in 2015, um, this girl posted on Twitter, you know, when – it still happens today. Everybody wants to post something and say, hey, if I get so-and-so retweets, will you do this? So she posted, hey, at Real Stephen Adams, if I get 1,000 retweets, will you go to my law school's prom with me? So this was in 2015. He replied yesterday. Yeah, nice. <laughs> saying, absolutely. Yeah. And so this blew up because how funny is that, that it took him three years to reply to that. And so somebody um, – Ask her and says, "Hey, are you in 
law school still by some <laughs> chance? And she replies and says, ha-ha, nope, but we can have a lawyer prom. So I don't know what they're going to do if they're going to even actually – they could he could do something where he takes her out to dinner or something. I don't know. But uh, I just thought it was so funny that he missed the window for th- three years. That, it reminds me. I got some hate mail uh, responded to uh, about a month, month and a half ago. And some guy saying, you're a joke, a waste of a broadcaster, <laughs> this and that. And I responded back, you know, hey, thanks for watching. Enjoy your comments. Sorry you feel that way. Yada, yada, yada. Well, I didn't realize I was responding to basically an email that was six months earlier. And he goes, I sent that six months ago to you. And I said, well, all right, we'll add it to your list of <laughs> why I suck so bad. <laughs> Love it. I gave him more ammunition. That's right. So my other one, do you watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? No. Have you ever watched that no. show? All right, it's a show that's been around for a very long time. I actually started watching it when I was in high school. It's still on today. Like They're still making new seasons on FX. I think it's on FXX now. Anyway, it's a it's a comedy, and on the show, there's a character uh, named Charlie, and he is an absolute wild, oddball wild card. Anyway, he does a lot of crazy things. Now, there's this pitcher for Kent State, Eli Cross, uh-huh. who they can – I don't know – I've never really heard of this, but they can make their own uh, personal section on the website where they can give, like, personal info. I think that's kind of cool. But it creates problems when you run into a broadcast uh, because in his personal, he writes that he enjoys magnets and he fears goblins and ghouls, which is a reference to that character Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He also says he has a superstition of turning off Every light three times to stay alive. Another reference to that character. Now it's funny if you if you the watch the show, joke. Yeah. but it's an inside joke exactly. But you 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 being a broadcaster, if you read that, you'd be like, "What the heck is this? Yeah. Like, what is going?" on? Well, the on? Nick Whites of the world be like, "All right, well, I got some uh, new insight on this player. Got to fill some time between the <laughs> this innings. Is this is, he's coming up to play. I'll read his little bio. He's here. got some interesting facts here about himself. Yeah. Let's read this off. Yeah. So this is what you have right here. This is a." a, a ESPN broadcaster reading off Eli Cross's. Oh, we got bio. the audio? We got the audio. Oh, awesome. Here, here it is. Season, go on the team website, just see what you can find out about different guys. So you go to Eli Krause's player page on the Kent State website, you find out just a trove of information about the guy. As Blake Chisholm digs in, a little bit out of the zone. Where do you even start? Is it the fact that he is a big guitar player, brings his guitar everywhere? Count runs even at one and one. Uh, let me go word for word what some of these are for Eli Krause. He enjoys magnets. It's an interesting hobby. He fears goblins and ghouls, so let's hope that nothing pops out anywhere. Gives him a fly out to left in the first inning. One, two up and away. What else we got here? Superstition is turning off every light three times to stay alive. I don't even know what that means. But Eli Krause, the senior out of Medina, Ohio, he's had a terrific I think he got halfway through that and was just like, you know what? I'm sure this is from something that I don't understand. But I'm already committed. I've got to go ahead and read these off to you. 
He takes a curveball in the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. And so the, the cast of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia just had a field day with that. They were retweeting all kind of stuff. Mm. Good stuff. Uh, we look forward to a big night of uh, college baseball and this afternoon with uh, Grambling playing a doubleheader. Got LSU versus Vandy tonight. Uh, slow night uh, in terms of uh, basketball with, of course, the girls wrapping up the second round yesterday mm-hmm. and the boys now getting ready for Friday night in the opening round. Yeah, as far as playoffs go, you'll have to wait till Thursday. Thursday you'll have girls quarterfinal matchups, and then Friday you'll have boys first round matchups. The biggest story to keep an eye on, we should see some news here within the next hour or two. Mississippi State, you would think, would be calling a press conference to formally announce that uh, Andy Cannizzaro out as the Bulldogs head coach. And then, of course, it's going to continue to lead, lead to the speculation. This is when athletic directors and, of course, uh, administrators get paid the big bucks and how they handle a situation like this. Yes, this is a very difficult situation, especially if it turns out to be what all the message boards proclaim it is. It's going to be tough to navigate. Well, and then the other thing is they have to tread extremely lightly in a situation like this because, I mean, people's reputations are on the line. Lawsuits could be uh, potential on the horizon. But you still, if they're going to fire him with cause, something will have to come out in terms of why he is getting let go exactly so it, i don't know how detailed it's going to be but we're going to get some bit of information today mm. and it's going to shed some light it's either going to you know um, prove a lot of these things that you've been hearing to be true or it's going to completely negate them so either way i expect some bit of concrete information today i want to thank ocs's john parker for joining us on this show today brad hudson for the columbia dispatch giving us a lot of insight on the mississippi state situation gus cattengill at eight o'clock and of course eric conkle joined us at eight thirty. uh we continue to look for our top 10 thursday we got four ideas by jake that uh we may examine on friday i think okay so richie is is right here with you saying that dunks wouldn't be fun to listen to i think the broadcast i think the announcers going crazy for the dunks would be fun and we can describe the dunks. And by the way, these are dunks that everybody's familiar with. So I think that could still be fun. That's leading the poll, by the way. Okay. But uh, we've still got other ones like best radio calls. Um, we've got best college basketball traditions. And last but not least, best rain delay baseball moment. Coming up tomorrow, we got our doctor's segment. Uh, Brooke Store will join us and Keith Richard. Everybody have a fantastic day. The Edge is coming up next. Thanks for listening to the best of The Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.